Howdy, cowpokes. Welcome to Happily Ever Pasture, a podcast about Fox's new reality dating show, Farmer Wants a Wife. I'm Starlisha. And I'm Abby. And we're friends and reality TV fans who will recap and review new episodes each week. Saddle up and join us. Yay. Okay, we did it. We're killing it. <laughs> That's just our opening now. Okay, we did it. <laughs> We're now. Pat on the back. <laughs> Whoo. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back to Starlisha, who's sounding and feeling much better. So much better. Last week was really rough. Um, I missed y'all, but I had a lot of fun on our Instagram just like watching and reacting and my apologies to the ladies. I was not able to hop on anyone's live, like to watch your lives, but I was so, so tired. Like the episode ended and I immediately took a NyQuil and was like, all right, good night, everyone. It's 10 PM. I have to go to bed. (laughs) So, so sick, but I'm feeling much better this week. So happy to be back. Great. Thank goodness. Yeah. We missed you. This was a wild ride. Um, I think we, at the end of the episode, we decided that it was like, it felt like so much happened, like it was a wild roller coaster, Uh, but at the end, we didn't feel like we were any further than when we started, and (laughs) kind of felt like getting back in line, which is, I think, what Star said. (laughs) It is what I said. It really did, yeah, I was not... I'm having a lot of feelings about this episode, um, and I absolutely just want to say that, like, I am not, (laughs) I am not heading into this recording with the intention of hurting anyone's feelings, but I just feel like I just have to preface everything I'm going to say for the next however long we are recording with... I'm not sorry for what I'm going to say. <laughs> that was not an apology. I know you all thought I was going to apologize. It was not an apology. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sorry for what I'm going to say. Um, because I am shook and a little, <laughs> like, honestly, a little activated <laughs> about everything that happened in this episode tonight. Yeah, that was a fun fake out. I, you had me fooled. I really thought you were going to apologize. It's on my theater so. training. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was it was so wild. So let's see. On the episode today, I think it's just, uh, if I needed to put a, like, a subtitle for this episode, it might just be like um, the meat. I don't know. Like, it does feel like, <laughs> it does feel like a lot of like the a lot of the action and a lot of the um I don't know content of this episode was very much like relationally focused um it was a little more it was less about getting to know people and more about you know um dates and uh interpersonal dynamics things like that it does feel like we're kind of maybe officially past the intro, ooh, look how cute we're on a farm now phase. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, and that was really evident 
with um, Alan's day date, like with the ladies, the group date on the farm. Um, yeah, or actually, even before that, I did have a question for you about because um, yeah. it started. The episode started uh, with Alan and Rebecca's date, which mm-hmm. was um, highly anticipated. I guess on my part. But uh, I was so excited because, as everyone knows, like, I picked Rebecca for Alan a long time ago. And I was very excited to see how this would play out. Um, And I was not disappointed. Uh, But, yeah, their date kind of had a bit of a a curveball in the beginning because uh, one of Alan's cows had twin calves. And he said that uh, the mom only accepted one of them so can you Mm -hmm. tell us what that means star um basically what that means is i'm okay basically what that means is she literally would only feed one of them and just would reject reject the other one who knows um maybe nobody knows nobody i mean my guess without hearing alan say it and just based on like a little bit of experience. My guess would be it might have been weaker than the other one. It might have just taken longer to literally get on its feet. Um, maybe it smelled funny. I mean, there's like a host of a host of reasons, but my guess is it was weaker, and one of them started feeding, and that one didn't, and the mother just rejected it. Um, so Alan took took it away, took the little baby calf away and tucked him in a corner of the pasture by himself um, just for a few hours. Um, And then he and Rebecca went in the ATV to grab it. And I, I mean, I, we discovered tonight that I'm, I'm having a lot of feelings about Rebecca (laughs) in general. (laughs) Um, And she like went right over she started feeding it she tagged it so smoothly like like it was absolutely not nothing like no big deal yeah I'm gonna tag this calf and then she like just picked it right up and held it in her lap on the way back to the farm and I was like that was it was like a really sweet moment um and I could tell Alan was like really feeling it yeah he was mostly smitten for sure (laughs) my golly yeah mostly smitten Um, yeah i think uh that was such a touching moment and i think um i think we all got out of it exactly what alan got out of it in that moment which i think speaks to the um i don't know the filming the editing whatever i think the it really kind of captured the the feeling of uh you know kind of an unexpected you know, wrenching plans. They had planned to go horseback riding, and that was then going to be their date, because um, Rebecca's the horse girl. Um, and uh, it took, like, uh, they ended up doing, like, some sort of work instead of, like, uh, enjoying themselves and goofing off. And it turned out really well, and they seemed to make a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they they spoke to like each other and the little calf like so sweetly and yeah. it was just really touching it it really did show a glimpse of maybe what their life together could look like and um, it's beautiful yeah really sweet yeah i felt a lot of things i mean it, it and like 
uh, let's see. I'm trying to, um, how to say that. <laughs> um, the way that Alan speaks about and treats his animals are different, I think, I think to me, stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think we see a lot of the farmers and how they act with their their farms and their, you know, livestock and things like that. And I think they all have, like, a slightly different attitude towards them. And mm-hmm. um, Alan's just kind of seemed to stand out. I mean, the, what, what came to my mind is, like, we saw a lot of similar, like, tagging stuff with mm-hmm. Hunter um, when he was wrestling, you know, cattle to the ground and slicing off their testicles right there's some tagging in that and so and the castration definitely you know altered the tone for sure but i feel like it was more of like a mastery and more of like a control thing and Mm -hmm. there just seemed to be you know i don't i'm not gonna say that you know that hunter has any like less care or um fondness towards his animals i don't know but I really liked the way Alan talked about it and, like, explained how to tag and said, like, do it in one swift motion so you don't drag it out. And he seemed just to be really focused on, like, avoiding unpleasantry and and any pain mm-hmm. um, for this animal. And in a way, there was, like, a softness that I didn't really, I haven't really seen from anyone else thus far. Yes. So I thought that was so sweet. And I think that Rebecca really... Um, you know, connected with that. I think Mm -hmm. that that's one thing that they, okay. You know what it is, is that like a lot of times, a lot of these, (laughs) a lot of these other farmers. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Because a lot of times we hear, I feel like this, it's happened so often that one of the farmers has been like, oh yeah, we have a lot in common, you know? And we've said, really? Like what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? And like, we've been like, okay, I I guess. Sure. I mean, if you want to say, maybe it's something that we didn't see yet but sure if you want to say that you have stuff in common I guess I just have to believe you but like with Alan and Rebecca I think I can truly see they have a ton in common yes um in their like lifestyles in the way that they approach the animals you know because Alan was like so soft and he kind of really he spoke a little bit about, like, what he feels his duty is as a farmer, um, which is, like, to care for the animals mm-hmm. and to watch over them and, um, you know, protect them and that kind of thing. And it just seems like his uh, – and then he, like, opened the back of the ATV to put the calf in, and then Rebecca was like, no, I just want to hold it. So, like, hold right. it – you know, she hold it, uh, held it in her lap. And, like, so I feel like that was really, like, oh, it seems like they approach animals and they approach this lifestyle in very much the same way. Yes. Um, and Alan said, uh, kind of, uh, I guess, kind of answered the question of, like, how much is, um, you know, finding a wife and finding a farm partner, how much of the are those similar things? Does that, does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like he answered that question in a way, in a, a much better way than I've seen anyone answer it thus far, which is just yeah. that, like he said, I can do it on my own. I could do this farming mm-hmm. on my own. Um, I'm not like looking for someone to help with it, you know, something I can't handle, but it makes it so much more enjoyable when I'm doing it with somebody else. And, yeah. um, which I think was just beautiful. And I think that's what a lot of the farmers have been trying to say and haven't said successfully yet. I think it's interesting, too, because if we look back to last week, 
Landon sending home, or two weeks ago, Landon sending home Nicole, he just, Mm. he like, he said, I don't see this for you, so I'm sending you home. Mm. It was not a, like, how do you feel? It was, I've noticed that the sparkle in your eyes is gone, so Mm. I'm cutting you loose. Whereas... Which, like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But Alan, on the other side, is like, yeah, I could do this by myself. And I I wonder, like, I wonder a lot about Hunter. Like, Mm. Hunter, I think, I don't know. I don't want to presume, obviously, but we've started a podcast, so that's what we get to do. We get to be in the (laughs) position where we get to presume things about people and talk about it. Um... (laughs) I think that my guess is that Hunter is looking for someone, I don't know, that might not be fair to say. Um, well, I'll, you you could tell me if this is what you're saying, because I think my feeling about Hunter, I think that we've talked about in the past, and I think we've talked about it, but I, I know I tweeted about it last week, which is that, like, um, I think I tweeted something like, uh, Hunter's kind of approaching this as like a Hunger Games kind of thing of yes. like a, a last man standing, a yes. woman standing kind of fight <laughs> to the death, and yeah. like, and I feel like he's approaching this as like he's trying to find a wife by seeing like, you know, who can survive the longest, and yeah, yeah, and There's... I don't. So yeah, so I mean, he might not be looking for a farmhand specifically, but he's using these farm duties as a way to weed out like, you know, the, yes. the weakest of the herd, literally, you know? There's so, like, some Darwinism happening on Hunter's yeah. farm, and it's not just with the four-legged animals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a little disconcerting to watch just as yeah. someone who like, has worked on a farm like I I have noodle arms I would not last a day but I'm also not gonna cry if I get cow shit on me so yeah yes Cassidy Joe girl I'm talking about you my fave but like I can't I couldn't this week I couldn't yeah that was hard to watch um so sorry that (laughs) she seemed to have such a bad time there but um yeah I think like um, yeah, and I feel like, and, and I'm not, I don't want to, like, un- <laughs> come down hard on Hunter because, you know, I, I tend to maybe do that sometimes, <laughs> but, like, but I've seen Landon do it, too, you know, yeah. that kind of, like, using, come, you know, uh, trying to blend finding a good, you know, someone who can handle farm life and finding a wife. I think that's, mm-hmm. those are two different things, and a couple of them are trying to make that the same thing. Yes. Um, and I think, I think Alan handles that really well in the sense that, like, he is kind of looking at how, you know, how the women can, um, how they respond to, you know, day to day on the farm. I think, mm-hmm. I don't think he's not looking at that. Right. Um, as I can think can be evidenced by, um, his reaction to, uh, Cassidy Joe's, um, you know, poop retching. <laughs> You know, that sounds like she's retching poop. That's not what I mean. I mean, <laughs> retching at the smell of poop. Uh, he's looking at it, but I don't think that's the point. And I don't think he's really looking 
you know, I don't think he's testing them. I think that's what it is. It's the yes. air of, like, it feels like Hunter and sometimes Landon are testing the women, and I don't feel mm-hmm. that from Alan. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%, and I think that's exactly what I was getting at. And, like, that, what this reminds me of is uh, Landon and Ashley L's date. And uh, I will admit that I have not thought about Ashley L maybe, probably once uh, yet, but, like, <laughs> we just haven't really seen much of her, and, like, yeah. she seems pretty quiet. But um, I, uh, she did something that, like, made me want to applaud and was a great, like, first glimpse into, you know, Ashley L. Because he said something like, what did he say about, um, like, are you, or what did he say? It was something like, how do you feel you'd fit into farm life or something? Or, or like, uh, uh, how would that transition be? Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, shoot. Okay. Not a clue. Um, Sorry. It was something along the... Well, you mentioned, like, how he um, sent Nicole home, which is very much a, like, I don't think oh. you'd fit in here. Yeah. something along that, that line of, like, it seemed like a lead up to be, like, <laughs> you know, it seemed like the prequel to, you know, I don't think you're cut out for farm life, you know? Wait. Was that Landon? Yes. Because... Orion. It was Landon. Because Ashley L. said, um... You know, you are really underestimating how attractive your lifestyle is. Yes. I'm with you now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And yes. She was yes. like, uh, this life is like, you know, we're here because we like it. You know, we like a lot of what you have to offer here. And I think you're really, you don't see, you know, it's more attractive and pleasant than you think it mm-hmm. is, than you make it out to be. Yes. Um, Which I was like, thank you, girl. Right. Wow. That was a great way to like you know burst onto the scene and see like you know this is who Ashley is you know mm-hmm. um yeah so I I wanted to applaud her there because she was like um I'm really glad someone called him out for that um, yes me and too. was like hey we're here because we want to you know and you just have to trust us that we'll say if we're not cut out for farm life right Which... and like this is fun and this is you know you're really selling yourself and your life short. We're here because mm-hmm. we want a piece of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought that was interesting for all the reasons you said, but because he was, like, on that assuming train again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not, but you can't tell people. You can't tell people what they're experiencing. Yep. Like, you, you have can't. to wait for them to tell you. Exactly. You can't tell people what they can handle and what they can't. Like, right. that's... And I think... And I think, ultimately, because Landon is uh, is sweet and genuine and we've, you know... We've definitely uh, seen some of his self-deprecation. So I do think it's really coming from a place of, like, seriously low self-esteem. You know, yeah. like, I don't really feel like he knows, you know, what he has to offer and, like... And, of course, that's very sweet and humble and funny and, you know, part of why we love him. He does seem really down to earth Mm -hmm. and doesn't take himself too seriously and, like, is very, you know, approachable and um, human that way. But I do think that, like, that can be a big problem, you know, in a relationship is if someone doesn't hold themselves highly enough. Someone doesn't, um, you know, doesn't feel that they, they 
have much to offer or that they deserve good things. Yes. So, yeah. So ultimately, I think that's where it's coming from. I don't think it's really a matter of him judging these women and what they can and can't handle. I think it's more about, like, him not feeling like he's good enough and, like, wanting to, you know, and also just being afraid. You know, I think Mm -hmm. he's just afraid of making people angry or upset. And, you know, he would rather blame, oh, well, I live on a farm, doot, doot, you know, (laughs) rather than, like... The rather lifestyle. Like, no. He would rather blame yeah. the lifestyle than accept. We're not connecting. You know, right. you're not the person for me. I don't feel like we, you know, are a right fit. You know, so yeah. it's like, yeah. So I I was thrilled that Ashley seemed to really call him out. And, like, mm-hmm. he's been doing this for, what, like, four episodes now? And right. in ten seconds, she, like, totally knew what he was all about. <laughs> like, what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, so that made me respect her big time. For sure. What about uh, Hunter and Megan? Maybe we should talk about them for a minute. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Hunter. Okay, what do they do during their daytime? They, oh, they're riding horses. Oh, yeah. okay. Lots lot of, of things happened. Yeah. Lots of horses this episode. But a lot of things happened during Hunter and Megan's day date that I was just like, so... I don't even know. I'm just, like, very salty about this entire episode. Um, for, okay. We have decided, collectively, that Hunter is, like, a youth pastor type. <laughs> like, I am, I would not be surprised if when he was in high school, first of all, I wonder what his degree is actually in, but I would not be surprised if when he was in high school, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to... I don't know, insert whichever Bible college here and become a youth pastor. Like, he just has that vibe. Um, yeah, it's the hair and the tucked-in shirts and the glasses sometimes, <laughs> I think. That... The glasses when he's been crying. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. But also just, like, I don't know. I see it, I see it a lot. Um, so Hunter and Megan went on their horseback riding date and their little picnic so he was like he taught her how to ride a horse and there was so much banter I was like super on board with Hunter and Megan at the beginning of this episode even though I am still harboring some residual salty feelings towards Hunter in general um I was like okay and and the age difference and the age difference is a little concerning and yeah um, but she was like dishing it to him. She was being sassy. Yeah. He was taking it. He was dishing it right back. Like it was really, it was like actually kind of sweet. I was like, oh, I can see them like, like it's a little flirty, but it's not over the top. But then she like stole his hat. And, um, as a, as a former boy crazy teenager, <laughs> the hat stealing was like, the key. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's like page one out of the middle school flirting handbook. Big time. <laughs> it's it's in the table of contents just as the content. <laughs> it's not even a chapter. It's just there. Steal a boy's hat. Um. So I thought, but, but I'm like, I was like, oh, that's silly. And then he goes, 
And I heard it in his voice. I don't think he was angry. I do not think he was angry. But he was like, I never let anyone wear my hats. And she was like, well, do I look like a cowgirl now? And he said, you look like my cowgirl now. And I was just like, oh, somebody just, I'm like, somebody please just make it stop. (laughs) End it, please. Like, I couldn't deal. It was so cute, but also very much like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, (laughs) I might just be having bad feelings towards relationships this week. (laughs) And for like no reason. For no justifiable, tangible reason in my life. Um, so that, but that was like kind of cute. And then he took her to dinner with his family. We met Hunter's family this week. Yeah. Or we met, you know, like one member of Hunter's family that was then cloned like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Including his nieces and nephews. Because <laughs> uh, they looked real similar. Okay. Like. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who all these white people are, but they're yeah. related. One brunette. <laughs> in, one in brunette. the whole lot of them. And yeah. one redhead. Everybody else right. was blonde. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that was uh, interesting. Um, I think like. Which is also something if uh, if we're talking about like bachelor comparisons, it is something yeah. that's like I think this show kind of peppers that in and like sprinkles mm-hmm. it in more casually and naturally than the bachelor yeah. does. I think it's I a, do like that. On the bachelor it's a big deal, you know? Um and so much so that like when uh contestants have chosen to just like bring their, you know, their date for the day to their parents' house, um, it feels so strange and awful. But I think it does it more naturally here, which is nice. Um, so it wasn't, like, a, a huge red flag on it on its own, right? Right. No. Um, um, there was a small red flag. <laughs> so Hunter's dad was talking with the kids, um, and he said, what do you think? I'm, yeah, it was the kids, because I was so appalled. Um, he was like, what do you think she's going to be like? And one of the kids looked their grandpa dead in the eye and said, tall with long blonde hair. And I was like, oh, Hunter has a type. And then here come Hunter and Megan walking through the door, tall blonde Megan. And I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing for him. Like his niece or nephew, whoever said it was like totally ratting him out. Yeah. Like. Tall, long blonde hair. <laughs> and there she is. There's Miss Megan. And um, really, like, and I think after that kid said that, I started to really uh, look at who, uh, which women are left on his farm. And holy moly, does that kid nit- hit the nail on the head big time? <laughs> like, does he like, have it was all blondes? Like, except for Stephanie. So, like, when they're back in the farm, it was, like, just a sea of blondes with, like, a little, like, <laughs> brunette Stephanie just like floating in the middle you know it was wow yeah so yeah which they, uh, they haven't nailed and fine whatever we all have a type great fine whatever but I I was just also like this is I was like this is mortifying for him yeah I was embarrassed um but then we find out that Megan has a degree in Fashion marketing? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. 
And she's an event planner. Or she runs an event venue or something. And her dream is to be a wedding planner. Which, same. But then she said she wants to get the practice of planning weddings by having her own wedding. But then she said she didn't want to have a wedding, but she does want to get married. This was really confusing to me. The whole thing was very confusing. I'm chalking it up to her not being... Her not enjoying being the center of attention. Well, could she be editing, too? Because it sounds like a... Kind of like a cobbled together non-conversation. Like, I think we're getting pieces of several different conversations. Right. Um, I didn't like it. Yeah, it was disorienting. And really the only thing that, like, we could glean, you know, (laughs) uh, confidently was that someone... I think Hunter's sister asked if she would be willing to move to Georgia and she they both kind of just sat there in awkward silence and she was like well we haven't talked about that yet and it's like uh you know but you have such a strong connection (laughs) yeah but you haven't talked about if you're moving to Georgia quote full-time that was the question was would you be willing to move to Georgia full-time yeah that was bizarre because like I I get why that's like a big question mark with The Bachelor because you know people come from all over and Right. You know, they often move after or whatever. But here, I feel like that's, that's like, the only thing cemented about this show is that, like, the farmers are permanent fixtures. <laughs> like, right. we, we have to bring the women to the farmers because they can't leave, you know? Right. Like, they're there forever and have them for <sighs> generations, you know? like Literally. <laughs> so Hunter's mother's weird. ashes are scattered on the farm where he grew up. Like, yeah. His mom the grew farm. on the same farm. Right. Yeah. Like, he's so. not he's not leaving Georgia. Oh, that's right. He went to University of Georgia, didn't he? Um, I don't remember, but probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was Georgia really concerning. Of, like, that seems like maybe the only thing that you two should probably have decided on by now. <laughs> that would be the first question. If yeah. I, if I, if I. I knew that I was inheriting my parents' farm. And I and I had no choice but to pack up my life in Lancaster and move back to Mercersburg, Pennsylvania. You bet your ass the next person I'm deciding to date, my first question is, do you want to move to Mercersburg? <laughs> and if they say yes, I'm going to be like, oh. Like, then that, then we have a bigger conversation. So, like... For this conversation to be had at the dinner table among mixed company and have it and then have Hunter say how strong his connection is with Megan, but you but she's not sure if she wants to move to Georgia full time. There's a big gap somewhere. Yeah. And I think maybe the family even thought that this would be like a softball question. I think maybe right. they, they were like, well, of course, like, right. Like you know, the, I, yeah, the farm. I thought they, I thought they asked this in the application, you know, like, hey, this How farmer you you're up, applying right. for is in Georgia. Is that cool with you? And then you check like, yes or no, you know, like either yes or, you know, discard application. So like, I think the family maybe thought like, oh, this is, we'll start with an easy question. It was a freebie. I'm it was sure. a total yeah. freebie because she could have... They could have easily joked about it. Like, yeah. there's a joke in there. 
And that's, I mean, that's also just my defense mechanism as a human is to, like, anytime something uncomfortable happens, I'm going to make a joke about it. But, like, uh, Hunter, baby, like, no. What? It's just so strange. And and, and again, like, this is um, another example of what we're talking about. Like, him and, or I think his family even were like, you seem to have a lot in common. And we're like, where? Where's the common? (laughs) Like, I guess they're both cute. Like, another one of those, like, they're both very blonde and very pale, mostly. Like, is that the common? Because I guess she fits in. I mean, she does look like. She's related to everyone else at that table, if that helps. Like, But, like, ugh. yeah, so that was just one of those things. And, like, um, but other than that, I think it went fine. There was nothing, like, there's no, like, big waves. Right. Um, it was a normal family dinner. Oh, oh, but then Hunter said the thing about, sorry, were you about to say it? Go ahead. You yeah, say no, it. No, no, no. You, you do it. Because I have more to respond to that. So, Hunter was talking to producers and the camera and the family's having dinner in the background and he literally this man has the like he just maybe okay i need to be nicer (laughs) hunter for some reason that we don't know hunter for some reason said that if they could get through having dinner with his family together they could get through anything yeah, what? And like... this was this was probably the first moment of the episode where I felt like I was being punked. <laughs> and yeah, there were many moments like, throughout this episode. Or like seriously led astray. Like what did I miss? <laughs> did I did I and I said to Abby, I said it, did something happen off camera? Like do is there a family dynamic that we just aren't aware of as viewers? about Hunter's family, because to me, that looks like a very nice, white, normal family. And I said, I was like, there's a lot of red wine on that table. You'll be fine. (laughs) Like, unless there's some dark family secret. Of course, there's like grief with losing his mother and all of this stuff. But like, if, okay, a a date with your, a dinner date with your family's the hardest thing. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot to that statement that left uh, a lot of question marks of, like, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think of that that statement would make sense if he knew, is if he knew that Megan would just be very anxious about it, which would be understandable right. and kind of would be in line with how she does tend to feel anxious about this whole process, right? Yeah. Like, maybe it's something she was really scared to do. I mean, meeting a partner's family it can be very Stressful, sure. It can I mean, be. But, um, oh, geez. You know, like, I really hate to be, like, <laughs> to be that person who is, like, oh, like, you don't even know hard. You know, like, and, like, right. <laughs> I really <laughs> hate I to was. be that person. <laughs> yeah. I really hate, like, the assumption that because one thing is hard for right. someone, that means that they are not fit to handle their challenges. I hate that yes. framework. But, uh... <laughs> But also, like, oh boy, like, it's, it's, I don't, I can't see that really getting better. And that just kind of, like, uh, so about, like, so with this, uh, what Hunter said, with the dinner with the family, with the awkward silence about the Georgia question, and the, 
you know, and the, like, the ribbing each other in the hat thing, like, my feeling about that was that, like, okay, again, I, and this is definitely just the presumption podcast, but, uh, <laughs> I do feel bad because there's a lot I don't know, but what it, this reminds me of is, uh, it reminds me of a pet peeve, I guess is the best way to say it, of mine, which is that it really bothers me when, um, when people really romanticize, um, you know, relationships that start off rocky, you know, yes, it really gets under my skin. Like it really bothers me. And it, and actually that statement itself really bothers me to like, oh, if we can get through this challenge in the beginning, oh yeah, we can get through anything. That's like, no, like that's not, I really hate this idea that like, if a relationship is something that's really difficult and you got to fight for it, then that means it's like true love. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't. It means it's unhealthy, you know? And like, like it should be easy on some level. It should really be easy. And, um, especially in the beginning, you know, and if you're feeling like you're just hitting like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and, um, and that, that's really what um, what I thought about their ribbing was that Hunter mentioned like, oh, yeah, it's like we're an old married couple already. And it's like, no, that's yes. a bad sign, buddy. That's a bad sign. You know, like, yes, you can be joking and, you know, poking at each other if that's like just how you talk. But if you're already kind of bickering, that's bad. You know, this should be a time where you agree with everything your partner says, you know, like. It should be the only time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that is, is acceptable to agree with a statement that is maybe categorically false. Like, <laughs> is when you're yeah. getting to know someone to see if they could be a potential partner for life. Yeah, and it's definitely just one of the things that I really feel like is something people think is a good sign in the beginning and then turns out to be the thing that they really hate the most about their relationship and their partner, which is that, like, you know, if someone is is fighting you on everything, it starts off fun, but that's going to become not fun very fast, you know? Right. And, like, they're really... It's just not, I don't, I don't think it's healthy. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong if some people are like, no, no, no. Um, fighting is like a really fun experience in my relationship. And <laughs> it's just like how we say we love each other. Oh, okay. Fine. fine. I mean, if you're happy, then I can't really say that you're not, but uh, it just, it just really screams unhealthy and it really screams immature to me, honestly, of like, yeah. That's definitely a, a narrative that I bought into wholeheartedly in high school of like, yes. yeah, if, um, yeah, if someone makes me feel like, you know, I have to defend everything I say and someone just like pokes at, you know, pokes at me and like points out everything I do wrong and like, cause that's really sweet and funny and romantic and that's just how they are. And it's like, no, 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 Like... Yeah, I feel like that's just, yeah, that's just something that you think about your first relationship that hopefully you really grow out of, you know? By the time you're 35, 100%. Yeah. So that was my feeling about it. That, like, sure, like, Hunter and Megan, they definitely seem to have chemistry. They definitely seem, like, you know, to have fun. Okay, sure. But, um... I'm just so underwhelmed by it. Yes, yeah. Like, I just don't know. And I mean, and it's possible we might never know because, um, 
midway through the episode, we find out that um, Megan's grandfather suddenly passed away and she had to leave and go home. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously, you know, I feel very much for her. Um, yeah. Yeah, I recently had like three of my grandparents die in the past year, so um, definitely understand how difficult that's that is, and I feel for her um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely does seem that like Hunter took it uh, <laughs> just as hard as she did. I think maybe is a way. To <laughs> if say. not harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and I I get it. Like, there's a lot going on. Like, he had his mom die probably not too long before that. It's probably bringing up a lot of that. Yeah. Um, And also, it is really tough to know what to do with that. Because, like, obviously, you want to be supportive. And, like, when someone's grieving, naturally. But, yeah, it does kind of feel unfair that, like, maybe this person that you have a strong connection with just has to leave suddenly without really seeing uh, seeing it through. Um, And it does kind of you know bring up like well what do you do from there because it doesn't really feel like there's a a fair option you know like if you kind of stick it out with the rest of the women then i think sydney actually said something like this which is that like you know like uh, obviously i'm very sad for her and but i'm also kind of you know i'm i'm worried because if there's you know someone like the one that got away um you know really anyone who would quote unquote win would like not really be sure if they you know, if they're really the one that Hunter wants to be with. So, yeah. So it's just a tough, a tough position for everybody. I think it, um, yeah. So I, I understand why he would be feeling very, I don't know, mixed emotions, um, you know, kind of discouraged. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he really did seem... Um, I will say that, like, um, I think, let's see, I think I saw, um, glimmers of emotional maturity in Hunter this episode that I, uh, I want to give him props for. Like, I think overall he did a great job with boundaries, um, I think he was clearly having a tough time and he was very affected by this. And I think he did really say like, I need space. I need to turn in early. I'm, you know, I'm not present. Uh, I think he said to the producers, like, I can't, you know, I can't do this interview right now. I have to be done for the night. And so mm-hmm. I do, I, I think that's, that's great. I respect that. And I think that, um, you know, I want to give him credit for, for, uh, setting boundaries in a way that, that was healthy and respectful. Yes. I don't think he's going to recover. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't either. I mean, um, yeah, maybe I think we were going to talk about, uh, maybe give some predictions for next episode at the end of, of this recording. So maybe we can, because yes. I'm sure probably both of us have predictions of what's going to happen to Hunter, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that leaves us with Ryan. Are you prepared? <laughs> oh, ooh, 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 the way your face just changed. Give <laughs> me shiver. Okay. Well, should we talk about, should we talk about Alan's date though? The group date? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the, the poop. 
with the poop. I just really want to, I mean, I don't, I don't want to take up too much time. <laughs> I always say that, but for, <laughs> for real this time, I don't want to take up too much time talking about this, but I thought that Alan's group date was awesome this week. Um, he needed to give some calves some dewormer, um, which he called wormer, which is fine. Because yeah, I that's think he just what... said do some worming. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because worming. I was like, he had to worm the what? cows. Um, W-O-R-M-I-N-G, not W-A-R-M-I-N-G, W-A-R-M-I-N-G. Um, so it's medicine just to make sure right. that it, it kills any worms in their, in their system, intestines, bowels, whatever, um, stomachs, etc. Pretty typical farm. That's just like a very boring, in my opinion, that is a very boring farm chore. Um, that's also because I have watched my dad <laughs> shove, <laughs> shove warmer down cat's throats with pens. <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah. Pens? Dr. Gingrich is intense. So, like, you take the, the, this is a podcast so nobody can see me, but I'm holding a pen with a cat. Um, and you just, like, put the pill in the cat's mouth and you open it, but then you, like, pop the pill to the back of its throat so it swallows it. It doesn't hurt them or anything, but it's, like, a very quick process. It's like a pill launcher. Yeah, basically like a pill launcher. It's just a a big pen. (laughs) Um, resourceful clever. it sounds way more dramatic than it actually is but I've watched my dad do it hundreds of times it is not that bad this is yeah. the only reason I can give my cat her medicine it's because I know how to hold her down and squeeze it out of the little syringe thingy yeah. um, w- without making a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal so yeah the reaction I, of a lot of the women to being in close proximity to cow poop I guess was uh, was something to behold it was shocking. <laughs> it was shocking to me. And this is not me being like the farm girl being like, it's poop, get over it. But it was just like me as a human being wondering, so who's going to change your kids' diapers? Um, who's going to change the kids' diapers and then watch it, watch the child smear poop on the wall as they get a little bit older? Who's going to clean up the poop when the first stomach bug hits? Who, like, I'm like, this is, it's, you want to practice, I'm not a parent, disclaimer, I'm not a parent, (laughs) but in my brain, I'm practicing with my cat's throw up, or my cat's poop, before I move on to any human excrement. That's just, it feels like the natural order of things. Um, and also, that is the reason why I'm not having kids, because I can't clean up their poop, I just can't do it. (laughs) So, but I know that about myself. But put me in some shit kickers and put me in a barn. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Okay. Cows poop in barns. There's going to be poop. And the thing that really struck me about this was not Cassidy Joe's incredibly adverse reaction to the poop. But it was the way Becca literally, without saying it, because she did not say a word, but with her accents... She did the move, I'll do it. <laughs> or the get the fuck out of my... Oh, I just swore. Oh, sorry, everybody. No, she did the whole, like... So. I know. <laughs> she did the whole, like, get the fuck out of my way, I'll do it myself. Yeah. If you can't handle it, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. Rebecca was in it to win it, and that was the moment that I realized I 
wanted to marry her. And I was like, this is it for me. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think like if Alan, I think we're so, uh, such big supporters of Alan picking Rebecca because like she should be worried. Like if Alan doesn't pick Rebecca, like <laughs> someone's coming after her. Okay. Like <laughs> it's probably gonna be one me. of us is going like... to have to marry her. Okay. So <laughs> Alan, you better lock her down. Please. Please. <laughs> Um, because I can't ride a horse, so <laughs> it hurts my butt too much. And she is a phenomenal horseback rider. Um, but it was just, like, really interesting to me to see the two ends of the spectrum of women. And I feel like this was really the first time we saw it on this show. This at it really Alan. felt At least with Alan's group, yeah. It really felt like this was the first moment of, oh, some of these women can do this. And some of these women, quote unquote, cannot. Because they can. They're strong. They're capable. They're smart. They can do it. They are adverse to doing it. And Cassidy Joe, I think, was like, I need to ask him how often he does this. How often an occurrence this is. And I'm like, every time a cow has calves, you gotta wait about six weeks, probably, before you have to warm it. It's gonna be every year. It's probably gonna be twice a year. And also, poop is everywhere. So, sorry, babe. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, that's the yeah. end of my time ranting about that. <laughs> I was taken aback by the strong reactions, just because I I don't feel like this is the first time on this show that they've been around poop or, like, had to There's do no something way. else gross. So I, I, I was kind of surprised, and, like, um, I am the last person who should pass judgment on somebody having a particularly like a sensory reaction okay same like yeah so like i i just i do really feel bad for like you know calling them out and again you know i i really also hate saying that like oh well if you can't handle this you can't handle this other thing because i don't think that's fair and i think there are lots of stuff that like you know um i think uh hum and i are are uh already kind of have already talked about like the division of gross labor in terms of like both cat and kid kind of thing mm-hmm. of like because hum is pretty good with throw up right like she'll you know clean up max's throw up and um you know has nephews and seen a lot of puke in her day right yeah but like whereas me that really makes me queasy and i hate it but um and she's the same way with poop and i'm you know so i'm the poop handler right so yeah so like I don't I don't like saying that like well if you can't handle like cow poop then you can't handle something else because everyone has different you know you know retching triggers but like yeah it just it was just kind of strange to me so I just don't really feel like I can really say one way or the other I was just kind of I do think that this is gonna be a thing I think it's gonna come back I think it's like um you know I I do think that one of either the women or Alan will mention this again of like maybe calling into question um, if if someone can really um, handle life on the farm or if they really feel like it's the best spot for them, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it'll come back. I, I'll just see what happens when when we get there. But um, but yeah, I do kind of feel like I think both of us said something like, wow, it's it is kind of strange of like it does kind of strike us as somebody who's never had a pet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause like I, like I told Star, I was like, I just wipe poop 
off my cat's butt like 20 minutes ago. Like <laughs> this right. is not a big event for me and I just don't. Um, and of course like cat poop is different. I don't, again, I don't want to, you know, extrapolate, but like sure. it was kind of strange of like, especially, but I do think it's fair to say like, if you're going to be on a farm, cow poop is you're you're gonna have to get over it's inevitable it. like <laughs> whatever was uniquely gross about this experience like yeah. it will happen again so yes but man yeah but i, I guess that was um like alan's equivalent to the castration date mm-hmm. you know that was like <laughs> which was still like right. mild compared to that so <laughs> totally but that was probably alan's version of an extreme you know, gross cow date. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. okay. We've put it off long ready? enough. <laughs> <laughs> We've put it off long enough. <laughs> oh, I'm not emotionally ready for the for the end of this. Um, yeah. You start, and I'll respond. Okay. Okay. Um. So to summarize, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We should probably back up more because we didn't talk about this last week. <laughs> Um, which is that Haley, um, at the, they, when they were all together, um, Haley was feeling insecure and pushed aside. Yes. Right? Yes. And so something that happened during the last week's episode was that she, um, did she choose to address it with Ryan or did she, cause at first she, she talked was to like, a producer. yeah, I'm just want to go, you know, if Ryan doesn't want me here, I'm just going to leave. That kind Did of she thing. talk to him? I think they talked, but I really, well, I was in a fever dream. I really don't remember. Yeah. Well, I do. Th- I think the producer insisted that she talk to him directly. I kind of feel like yeah. it wasn't her idea. Like, right. I feel that like she was right. ready to just kind of like fade away and um, go like sulk, I guess. But um, yeah. they were like, if you want to, if you want to leave, if you feel like he doesn't want you here, then you have to tell him that. Yes, that's right. I think is a fair requirement. Very fair. And Um, also nice of the producer to say that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's a nice producer to be like, no, sorry, babe. Like, you gotta gotta have that conversation. You can't do that through me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was not, you know, completely benevolent and they probably wanted some good TV out of it, but like... (laughs) But yeah, um, basically she did approach him and was like, I'm, I feel like you don't want me here. I feel like you're pushing me aside. And, um, you know, she was feeling some kind of way that I, I didn't really, you know, see what, where she was getting this exactly. Um, besides, you know, just him spending time with other women. I'm not really sure what exactly made her feel so rejected. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so he took some time to reassure her, said, like, I want you here, you know, um, yes, I do, I promise, you know, <laughs> like, right. that kind of, uh, yeah, she was, she was kind of melting down in some ways, and he had to reassure her and comfort her. So, um, during this week's group date, Ryan, uh, chose the sand shoveling to address this, sort of, um, and what he said in the voiceover, uh, like, on his own, was that, um, I forget how exactly he phrased it, but he did say, um, I, I feel like um, Haley might be really emotional and have some strong emotions, and I feel like uh, her, um, like, I don't want to be spending time 
Oof, I don't know how he said exactly. Because I, what my thought was, I don't want to spend time like babysitting her emotions, but I don't know right. if that's exactly. I think what he, he said. said handling. Handling, yeah. I like, think. Yeah, like if I'm, I don't want to be handling her emotions instead of building a relationship with her, and right. um, and I just I'm trying to uh, explain myself because at this point I did nod emphatically, and I think this is where uh, I lost Starlicia because she was like. <laughs> I had such a stink face. I was like, I hear the words coming out of your mouth, Ryan, but I, mm, mm. because yeah, of course we, we should not be expected to manage other people's emotions when we're trying to get to know them to see if they're a good life partner. That should never be the expectation. That is a red flag. If somebody's like, I can't be me, me, me. But Haley is not like that. Well, she did have kind of, okay, here's what I, she had a meltdown. Sure. Yeah, but, um, so what I thought was, uh, my initial feeling from this is that, like, it is not our job to manage someone else's emotions ever. Like, it's not, um, and so that's kind of where I thought he was going with this. Like, I thought he was going, because, and this was only just based on the last episode, when she was having a moment of doubt and insecurity, and, um, it seemed to be really coming more so, from what we've seen, maybe there was stuff we didn't see, but... It did seem like it was coming from an internal self-doubt rather than anything really that Ryan did externally. So, mm-hmm. and she did basically go to him and feel, was like, I'm feeling insecure. I need you to, like, um, take care of that. And, you know, she did kind of make it seem like it was him doing something wrong. Um, yeah. And, like, she was having a moment of insecurity and she kind of projected that onto him, you know, not valuing her enough or something. So, so, and, and it did, that did kind of, you know, raise some, uh, alarms for me last week of like, um, and something that is definitely not just her doing it, but, um, and not unique to the show either. Like just kind of something that many people do that I feel is kind of can be unhealthy of like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm having a a strong, bad emotion. And so I'm going to, for lack of a better word, I'm going to make it your problem. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a lot, I think that's just something very common and I feel like that was just something that was going on for her. And and instead of it, of her recognizing that this is something I'm experiencing, that it's really no one's fault, that it's like, you know, I, I need to reevaluate for myself. How do I comfort myself in these moments? How do I, Mm -hmm. you know, reassure myself? Like, what exactly do I need from Ryan, um, to make me feel better without making this, you know, seem like it's his problem to solve. Right. Um, so that's where I thought he was going with that because I also kind of felt uncomfortable with, with what, how that happened last week. And I thought it was going to be like, um, kind of a, uh, him calling out, like, I don't want a codependent relationship because that's codependency, Right. right? It's like, you know, someone, you handling someone else's emotions and not being able to draw a boundary between yourself and others. Um, so that's where I thought that was going. And that's why I nodded emphatically because I was like, I do think that she had more of like an insecure attachment and needed more reassurance than maybe was compatible for him. So I was initially on board and like, I thought that, yeah, maybe that is a, a sign that maybe she's not the right fit for you. Right. But Star, how did he go about this? How, what did she, what did he say to Haley? <laughs> This man. 
is alongside these beautiful women. Which, big note, by the way, for this part, there were way too many crop tops for farm work. <laughs> Cover your stomachs. I don't, like, this is not even a modesty thing. This is not a prudish thing. No, this yeah. is Sharp safety. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> safety. Cover your torsos. Sunburn, you can get sunburnt, whatever. I don't care. But if a rock goes flying and hits you in the stomach and you get cut open yep. because you did not have a layer of fabric there... I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Not to mention bugs, bees. Right. Know. Safety. Anything <laughs> you can catch poop. poop. Yeah. Literally. Um, so many crop tops. So many beautiful women. Ryan has been, I mean, all of the women on the show are just, like, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But Ryan's group particularly, like, just beautiful oh, yeah. women. Models. M- like, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, they're shoveling sand. He walks up to Haley and says, so you have a little bit of an emotional side. What's that about? Or something. <laughs> tell me about Do it. Do you want to tell me about that? And she understandably said, what? <laughs> Excuse me? What because the whole world in that moment said, what? <laughs> like, I cannot... I cannot even manage my own emotions around this because I got so heated so fast because it was the most asinine moment I have seen in this entire show. Well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far because it got oh so much worse. Oh, right. (laughs) Up until that point, it had been the most asinine thing I'd seen in the entire show until the end. Um. So they had this conversation, which I don't even, I think I just like blacked out. I don't even remember most of what she responded to. Oh, she said, I'm a human being. Like, yes. yeah, I have like emotions because I'm a human being. Yeah. He says, I'm like, well, cause you just seem like really, uh, you know, more emotional or more sensitive than the other women. I think is something he said, but yeah, which, oh my God, like, and really from like, the middle to the end, it really seemed like Ryan read um, a very comprehensive guide on like how how to piss off the most people or how to say what you mean in the worst way ever. And this is him demonstrating what he learned because it was astounding, like how badly he handled this. <laughs> They are both chapters in the same book. (laughs) And that book, my friends, is toxic masculinity. Mm. And I don't like to use that phrase lightly. I don't generally throw it around as like, ah, 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 toxic masculinity. But like, this is a prime example of a man thinking he is doing the right thing and executing it so poorly. This is how wars start. Yeah, literally. This is literally how wars start, right? Like, and I'm not, I'm not laughing about war. I, it's very serious, obviously. I'm not downplaying what happened. I'm not hyping up what happened. But, like, the mismanagement of understanding that men have is astounding to me on this micro level. But we know, historically, politically, governmentally, this is how wars start. Because one man feels he has to do something and picks the wrong choice, (laughs) which is dropping a bomb, usually. Yeah. Or, like, or 
I think it's just a constant thread in toxic masculinity in general, and maybe just this society, probably every society, is that, like, men have this idea that they're not emotional, which is just the the it's most wrong thing ever, because men think that, like, anger isn't an emotion, you know? As if that's not, like, their baseline most of the time, you know? Like, showing aggression is, like, totally normal, whereas, like, crying is over-emotional and over-sensitive. And it's nuts. It's like men think, because it, I mean, it's misogynistic. There's really no other way to say it because it's like right. women's emotions are silly and men's emotions are right <laughs> and logical. Women's emotions, women's to men, women's emotions have to be managed and men's emotions have to be ignored. Yeah, or like honored, basically. Honored, you know? yes. Like, uh, yeah. And yeah, and and it's kind of insane that like uh, that Ryan has any perception of himself as non-emotional because I think it's been pretty clear up to this point that he is also very sensitive. And he emotional. was the first person on this show to cry. Yeah, I want to say in the first like fifteen minutes, honestly. Like, Literally, it was like the first fifteen minutes of the first episode. He was in tears. Yeah, and I'm so don't look at a woman and say. So you have an emotional side. You're pretty sensitive. Do you want to tell me about that? Because, bro, we all saw you crying under your big black hat on night one. So shut up. Yeah, it's just he handled this just the worst way. And I get and I guess you're really right about it being toxic masculinity as being like like he felt like um they weren't a good match and there was something about him or her like asking him for reassurance that didn't sit right with him and it wasn't mm -hmm. which is not totally un unreasonable but uh he just had no idea how to phrase that in a way that was not confrontational and aggressive and accusatory and what he said to the producers was i'm looking for a strong woman oh barf and i'm like uh, yeah, I, you have, like, a handful of them. You have four of them. Yeah. They're all perfectly capable of, if you want them to go cry in a corner by themselves and not tell you what's wrong, they can do that, Ryan. They can absolutely do that. In fact, maybe they should. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely, I think he really, I think he really imploded this. Um, not only for Haley, but also I really think that we have to acknowledge the probably permanent damage he just did to the rest of the women there because 100%. Okay. Because the next horrible thing he did was first he said, okay, this man, like he is like, they're all eating around the fire. Right. And then he stands up and he's like, so I have to say something. I'm thinking about sending someone home tonight. So I have to excuse myself and I'll be back. And then he left. He disappears into his house and he literally says, I'm going to pass out. I need to find water. Oh, is that what he said? I missed that. He was like, I'm going to pass out. I need to find water. Yeah. And just left all the women to be like, uh, so one before of they had eaten home. dinner, I think, one, I think maybe one woman had taken one bite of whatever they were eating and everyone else was just like holding their little white plates around the fire, bundled up in blankets and coats and being like, uh, what now? Like what just happened? Yeah. And like really so, props to Sarah V who was 
just really a highlight. The only highlight of this scenario, for sure. But maybe the episode really cracked us up because she was like, man, couldn't have done that, like, after we ate dinner? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Which is always my thought. I'm like, give me bad news after I've eaten. Because now I'm too anxious to eat. Now the cheeseburger is going to sit weird in my tummy. And then I'm going to have to go poop. And (laughs) then we're going to have to have a serious conversation after I poop. Like, like, just don't, don't do this shit. Men, women, non-binary folks, do not do this shit to people. If you have something important you need to say to someone, make sure they've eaten first. Yeah. It's just, it's just just good manners. Yep. That's really good. That's really good. Um, but also just don't drop a bomb like that before you go mope off by yourself. Like, and this is where I think like, okay, this is what made me think, okay, maybe Hunter's not too bad. You know, like, because he was like, Hunter's become the litmus test. Right? Like, and Ryan, you know, you messed up. Okay. If, yeah. Because Hunter was like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to say something I regret. Like, I just, I need a minute. I'm not going to make any calls. I'm going to excuse myself, right? That is the right answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the only answer. I need to excuse myself. Bye. You don't have to give an explanation. You don't have to give, tell anyone what you're doing. Then he comes back. (laughs) And this was the funniest thing because I was, we were both watching. But Abby, you literally, so... Ryan starts talking and he starts okay the only okay y'all the only thing I could think of y'all remember Survivor the only thing I could think of was that this was what did they call it on Survivor where they're all gathered by the campfire and they like go around saying things about people and that's exactly what oh you've never watched Survivor it's fine um but there's um they call it like ju- not judgment time, but like like a there's c- some circle of truth. Or... I feel like I've not heard even. terms from Survivor. For yeah. Me. Um. But yeah, this is what he did. He starts talking <laughs> out loud, and we're looking and at the women's I'm faces, noticing, right? Right. We can only see the women's faces, which was really good editing. Good job editing, Bay. You really did it. Um. Really good editing. But Abby goes is this a voiceover? And I'm like, no, (laughs) he is speaking to each woman out loud about. No, but he's speaking to nobody. He was talking about all the women in third person. Like. (laughs) As if they weren't there. Yeah. He's saying like, well, Haley is really fun and blah, blah, blah. But like, well, Lily just really seems to, you know, like, and just like talking about them. It was surreal. It was surreal. I was like, it took me so long to figure out that he was saying that out loud in the moment to their faces. There's an... <laughs> There's no moment of my life where I picture myself in a scenario where there are four people in front of me. And I have to send someone home. There's no moment during that where I go, I'm going to narrate all my thoughts out loud. <laughs> it's not smart. Um, but I wanna I'm gonna time out for a second because we missed the the second funny Sarah V thing. She was like, before he came back out, she took off the his Blackstone Ranch apron and folded it up. And as he came back to the circle, she handed it to him, she goes, I didn't want to be sent home in this. <laughs> yeah. Or no, she and was And he, like, took it and he, he, like, she laughed. Didn't know, 
she didn't realize that he was coming back also. She had like a full oh, right. like monologue yes. about him and then was like, oh shit. <gasps> oh yeah. So Sarah V was like, well, he thinks he spent all this time with us and like da da da. She was going off. And I was like, she is saying everything that the rest of us have been thinking all season. She is saying everything that the other three women have been saying and thinking. And then here comes Ryan wandering back to the circle and she goes, oh, hi. And then she hands him the apron and goes, I don't, I didn't want to be sent home with us. <laughs> but like, she was just. Anyway. So then Ryan does this asinine thing where he talks about each of the women in third person in front of them and um, talks about their, like, everything he likes about them and the things they have in common. He said about Haley that they had a good connection. Did he not say that? Did I dream this? He said it at some point during the episode. I thought it was then. I could be wrong. Um, but he's like, but you know, like, I gotta send somebody home. And Haley, I think I'm gonna... I'm gonna... He said, Haley, I'm gonna need you to go home. I think is how he phrased it. Yeah, and he said, like, standing up in front of everybody, basically said, you're too emotional. He said it, period. Literally. He was like, you're too emotional. Yep. And at this point, I'm just... I'm screaming because I can't... It there's was... no... There, nothing in my brain. Nothing in my brain. Nothing in my heart. Nothing in my soul. Would ever possess me... To be that much of a dumbass. Yeah, I mean, and I it's not all Ryan, because I am overall shocked with how many rejections are in front of everybody. Like, Sure. That's not something yeah. I feel like is necessary. And no. I don't really understand why so many of them keep doing it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. And again, that's where really... Alan really stands out is that he took Kirsten, like, last week, Kirsten went home, and mm -hmm. he took her privately and said, like, yeah, I just really don't feel like this is going, you know, in the right direction. And, yeah, so I I don't really know why the rest of them feel like they have to put on a display. Um, but, yeah. And, well, Landon hasn't done a damn thing because he still has four <laughs> women. So, whatever. He's exempt from this conversation. Alan does it great. He does it privately. Hunter, I feel like he he has done a little bit of this, like, public sending off. But Ryan per put on a performance. <laughs> yeah, it was he, almost like he was reading cue cards. Like, about, like, all the women. <laughs> no. I thought that. I was like, did he write this down inside? Did he go inside and write all of this down and then quick memorize it and then come back out and be like Haley da 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 Sarah V da 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 Sarah with an H da 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 who's this other one Zoe who I can't no Zoe, Zoe? is Landon's see I just have no idea who Zoe is <laughs> Lily is um, Ryan's other one Lily yeah and I'm just like did you think about anything yeah it was just really you know insensitive at best like, at worst, cruel. I so. have such an ick. Like, yes. it was big, big ick. ick for me. Oh, and yeah. I'm not happy. And I will go to bed angry and I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and think about this and be angry again. <laughs> Which I know sounds very dramatic, but, like, 
I cannot tell you the amount of time. I don't think, I don't think like a guy has ever really told me that I'm too emotional, but just the perception of being a woman that is loud and is a little dramatic and is by trade a theater person, just having that perception of somebody being like, you're too much and I don't want to manage you. Yep is so awful yes and i'm in a big way it's it is triggering and i'm very upset with ryan and i don't think i don't think i'm ever going to recover from this like i was already (laughs) i was already not happy with him week one and then like week four Mm -hmm. with with the um porsche's thing the porsche's porsche's situation and how Somebody in the circle asked him if he thought he had spent the same amount of time with everybody and he said yes, which is just not true. Yeah. That's just, it's an actual lie. Yeah, it's Portia. At least based yeah. on what we're seeing. But, but no, the women knew it was a lie too because they yeah. even said, Portia was like, no, that's not right. So I'm just like, I don't know what tipped him over the edge this week, but it's very clear that he, I mean, you know. Maybe he was going through something. But it was very clear that he was not clear-headed. Yeah. And that's upsetting. And he lost he, it. That does not... He's totally lost it. And that's not husband material. Sorry. Yeah. It's not husband material. Yeah. I'm not marrying a guy. I... If I were one of the the remaining three women in his group and I watched that happen, I'm packing my bags. Yeah. Honestly. I'm... Like, no, you told... Because one of the girls said to Haley, like, I don't think no. you're emotional. Yeah, like, that wasn't right. fair to say. Yeah. Um, she was like, I disagree with that. Um, so just, just, I'm just so upset. Yeah. And I, like, I want it, like, uh, <clears throat> Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Because no, he's yeah. totally shut the bed. Yeah, no, he totally messed up, and uh, and I definitely think I would be shocked if um, at least uh, most women didn't have a very strong reaction to this. Because I, I really think most women can really think of a time when, you know, a man has called them, you know, dramatic, hysterical, mm-hmm. oversensitive, emotional. Um, I think that's an almost universal experience. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and just because it's my experience, I know it's definitely a very common, like, neurodivergent woman experience mm-hmm. of, like, often being told that our emotions and our experience are out of step with rational, normal society. Right. So, yeah, it was definitely very triggering and upsetting. And um, and honestly, like, it it's kind of ironic because he, you know... <laughs> Basically, he was saying, what he was saying in the beginning was that, like, um, I feel like Haley's emotions are my job. And I feel like Haley's projecting Mm -hmm. her emotions on me and I have to handle them. Um, And ironically, he did the exact same thing, is that he had an emotion and he made it someone else's problem. Like, he made it, uh, he projected it onto, you know... Haley being too emotional, too sensitive, etc. Rather than this is something that's uncomfortable with me, you know. And you're right. absolutely right. That's terrible husband material. You do not yeah. want your partner to be like, 
um, you know, I'm feeling icky and you know what? That's your fault. You know, (laughs) like, like, actually, if you think about it, like you are like, uh, objectively just too much, you know, (laughs) like it's just awful, 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 really bad. Um, and maybe we can just get into predictions because, um, I think you're right in that this, I, I would be, let's see, I do think that this will definitely have fallout. Uh, my prediction yes. is that the other women remaining in on Ryan's farm will have feelings about this. I think this will come up again. Yes. Um, if not, like, directly after in the next episode, it will definitely come up if any other conflict should arise. Um, yes. You know, if he's, you know, sending someone else home, I definitely think it'll come back to, like, oh, that's right, you don't like emotional women. Like... <laughs> I, yeah, and even if he picks someone and they're happy in the beginning, like, I guarantee this will come up again if he does end up in a relationship. Well, you know what's wild, Abby, is that if I were one of his women and I witnessed that, I would shut down. Yeah. If I wasn't immediately packing my bags after witnessing that, I'm not showing any emotion to him ever again. Yeah. Yeah, he created a culture of, like, it's unsafe. It's dangerous. It's unsafe. It's shaming. Yep. It's misogynistic. It's demoralizing. And it's like, no, I'm not gonna... Why would I... Why would I be vulnerable with you on a date? Why would I let you introduce me to your mom again? Why would I, like... Why would I continue on with this when I see how you handle and it's not even about the person i don't even think it was about Haley. i think any one of those women could have been quote-unquote emotional and he would have done the same thing maybe it just happened that it was Haley. maybe but i also see that the other women have had their own motion like uh moments of like emotion and and softness and insecurity and i don't think he's responded as negatively and so I do also think it's just that he mm. didn't like Haley anymore. And he was trying Which is to... fine. Yeah, it's fine on its own. Why... Just in general, men, why do you do this? Like, it's okay to just not like somebody. You don't need any other reason. <laughs> like, Just break up with them. Yeah. Send them home. This is so not, you know... It, it, I don't understand why you are avoiding one unpleasant thing by creating so much more unpleasantness. Why? So, yeah. And, and honestly, like, this is a good, it's a good lesson for anybody. Like, any, uh, I guess any woman who's, you know, in a relationship or dating or courting a man or whatever. People don't say courting, but. <laughs> I'm ancient. This is definitely a courtship on TV. <laughs> I am ancient. But, woman, women, if you are, like, seeing a guy, really pay attention to how he talks about other women. Because that will tell mm-hmm. you how he sees you. You know, if he's calling other women hysterical, um, you know, bitches, um, you know, sluts, you know, whatever. Like, how mm-hmm. he talks about other women is how he sees women, and it will be how he sees you. And so, it's so important for you to take note of, like, and, I mean, in general, of course, it's it, you should be watching how your partner talks about anyone, right? Like, yeah. um you know, and, and making sure that they talk about other people generally pretty respectfully. But, yeah, especially with with men and talking about women. Because there is so much... Ugh, the culture of, like, misogyny and patriarchy and toxic masculinity is so heavy. And it's so... 
pervasive that if a mm-hmm. man is not actively fighting against it, he is in step with it entirely. So, 100%. yeah, if he's not making an effort to fight against it, like, you're in trouble. And, yeah, run. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to the for this to turn into, like, a scary PSA for no, straight women. but great. I think it's great. Yeah. It's important reminders because I feel like we can go through a whole season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and just be like, oh, ick, like, ha, 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 kee, kee, kee about it. But this is, like, a stark example of... A man just being a dumbass and, like, ruining everything. Yeah. And I feel like we don't get that as much on The Bachelor, even though sometimes the men are just... Sometimes men are just, like, a little dumb, which is fine. But, like, I feel like there's always a decent level of respect. And I feel like Ryan did not respect Haley. No, yeah, it was extremely disrespectful. And, like, and and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, of course, there is plenty of misogyny and sexism on The Bachelor. Like, oh, yeah. it is so much. Oh, fully baked Rampant. into the core. Yeah, but, like, I think mm-hmm. this is a pretty, um, it was helpful as a stand-apart example of, like, especially because I think this show, I mean, part of... <laughs> Part of the selling point for The Bachelor is that it's sexist, kind of. You know, yes. like, everyone no, knows that's what right. they're getting, 100%. right? But this is sold as a different kind of show. This is sold as a different, you know, uh, a different culture, a different uh, platform. And it's, yeah. So I, I do think it stands to reason that, like, even in situations that are kind of uh, marketed as being safer to women, this is an example of, you know, where it's it's not, like, even safe safer places for women can still have moments of danger um like this because it's you know this is the this is precursor to violence you know it's like yeah if you start disregarding women's you know human emotions as being too much and oversensitive then you know that's that's why the me too movement happened that's why we need it that's why it's it's here you know right so yeah anyway but Um, one last thing that I just want to say is that, like, and this is me putting on my facilitation hat, like, which I feel like we're deep into it, so I'm just gonna say, um, we, we as women also have so much internalized, like, sexism, right? Um, so I encourage everyone, myself included, because it's something that we all struggle with, to just, like, really look at why when a girlfriend is crying why does that make us uncomfortable why do emotions make us as an american society as a whole uncomfortable what is that what is the root and i mean the root is white supremacy and patriarchy right like you just said so beautifully like it's all it's all ingrained um but i think this is like a perfect time for all of us to really think about like our internalized sexism um and also, I think, speaking as a black woman, just kind of watching Ryan say, like, he wants a strong woman. But typically when a black man says that, they're talking about black women, and he has no black women on yep. his farm. Yep. So I'm, like, I'm thinking a lot about, like, his internalized racism that he might be holding on to, as well as the misogyny and the sexism um, so I really hope that he is able to, like, 
Like, that just felt like a very clear to me identity thing also. Um, so I really hope that, first of all, I mean, I just hope Haley is okay. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've just spent so much time being angry about Ryan and not enough time, like, expressing concern for Haley because that yeah. was really shitty. Yeah. And I hope watching it back tonight, she is, like, surrounded by people who love her and who can care for her and who don't mind her emotional sensitive side because there's nothing wrong with that um so yeah i just want to yeah no great way to wrap up yeah you're totally right we should be um yeah thinking about Haley because that honestly that was i don't want to you know (laughs) claim to know what what she's experiencing but that was humiliating like yeah to watch and to, to be called out like that in front of you know so many other people like it it was not right and it was so disrespectful and yeah you know shrunk you down to something so much smaller than you know everything you are and yeah so yeah definitely hope you're surrounded by people who who love and respect you because that was rough um yeah but yeah um so other predictions for uh the future let's see um oh um <laughs> landon like for some reason chose to send nobody home even though he said <laughs> even though he definitely said like i've connected with uh ashley r ashley l and kylie uh and that is three of the four women he has on his farm (laughs) and he did not but still didn't send zoe home so i'm predicting that that will happen imminently um and i do not know why he hasn't done it already because i guess he just likes pain but um (coughs) it's just yeah i mean it's only gonna get so much worse i can't you know. I'm really excited to just watch Jennifer Nettles mom him a little bit, big sister him a little bit next week because we saw it in the previews where she was like, it's like you're hoarding, hoarding women. Yeah. <laughs> and she's laughing about it and like we're all kind of laughing about it, but he's, he can't keep doing this. He, yeah. he literally cannot, there's a con, like every person there has signed a contract they cannot keep extending your contract mm. because you can't make a decision, Landon. Like, that's just, it's literally not how contracts work. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. You can add clauses and whatever, but no. Yeah. Bro, buddy, send someone home. Yeah, but what's so frustrating we, At this is point, that... I don't care who it is. <laughs> well, it's frustrating because he clearly knows his feelings. He knows that he more strongly right. connects with, you know, three of them and not the fourth one. But to... To, yeah, so that's what's really frustrating about it is just, like, you know how you feel. You're just not, you know, putting some weight behind it. And, you know, that's all everyone wants, you know. No one wants you to make everybody happy. They just want you to be clear and direct with what you want and stop trying to make people break up with you, (laughs) you know, like... That is exactly, you're right. That's exactly what he's doing. He's waiting for someone to be like, I'm leaving. Yeah. No, that's not how the show works. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and that's definitely, oh, man. Yeah, something that that gets under my skin big time. But, 
still love Landon, of course, and I, uh, I hope he makes a decision, so maybe that's a prediction, but, um, Hunter, what do you think, what do you predict will happen with Hunter? I think, I hope Megan comes back. Oh, okay. I hope Megan comes back, because for whatever reason... (laughs) They seem to love each other. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it. But as a viewer, I'm invested. Um, and it is very clear that the other three women don't think that they stand a chance now. Yeah. Which is really sad. Something has, yeah, was noticeably different. You know, that, that extended beyond just the whole, you know, very sad, your friend is sad thing. It's. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. a big um, shift. But so you think that Megan's gonna come back? You don't think that Hunter's gonna send them all home I or don't go know. after her? I think okay. What I wait, are we doing predictions or are we doing hopes and dreams? <laughs> predictions. Prediction is that Hunter goes after her. Okay. Yeah. Hope and dream is that Hunter sends everybody home first before he goes after her because I can't I the tension will be too much for Megan to bear. Like, I think she will crumble under the weight of knowing that she's the one, but yet the other three women are there. Not because she doesn't like them, because I think that group of women has formed a really tight bond, but because like I don't I I don't think she'd be able to just like I I mean, okay, maybe maybe I'm projecting. I would not be able to handle that. Like Coming back and being like, oh, I'm the one. He told me, da da da. Oh, there's still three women here who I love and adore and think are great. Yeah, I think that like I think The Bachelor in the past has done this kind of thing where um, I don't yeah. remember what show it is, but but just because a a lead has gone back and and asked someone to come back doesn't mean that they necessarily choose them. However, I feel like in this show, in this context, that does mean that. I don't feel like there's any yes. way for Hunter to go back and get Megan only for, you know, only to put her back in the in the mix, you know. I think mm-hmm. it would be kind of a decision, um, which I don't know. I mean, Hunter's definitely not as indecisive as others, but, like, right. um, I do think that that might be too definitive for him however i do really think he likes to be a hero and he likes to um you know take care of younger women let's (laughs) uh so to not beat around the bush um i do think that he there's something about that that appeals to him that he likes the idea of saving somebody and so he might really um fall into that and go after megan uh, partly because I do think they have a connection um, and he doesn't want to say goodbye, but also partly because he likes the idea of going to, like, rescue her. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So I think something like that will happen probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that with Ryan, it's just, yeah, it's going to blow up this. I think he really messed up big time. And... I think these women are too smart and too protective of each other to let this slide. And I don't know how it's going to come back up, but I know it will. So, yeah. I mean, maybe, 
yeah, maybe they all leave. Maybe one or two of them leaves and the remaining one, you know, this is a battle they have to fight later on or <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's going to come back up again. Um, and, uh, and Alan, I mean, I think, I mean, especially now that we've seen the date with Rebecca, I mean, I think it's really hard to imagine anybody else for him now. There's no one else for him. Maybe Kelsey, but um, I just, yeah, I I don't know. I think <laughs> I think we're both kind of in the way of like Rebecca's definitely the best match for him, but like it's unclear if he's gonna make the right decision. <laughs> he's he's some, impressed us so far, so I have hope. I have hope that he will make the right decision and and see this. Um, I mean, he's definitely I think been uh, on the right track so far. But yeah, I definitely think that Cassidy Joe will be the next person to go. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say I it, know. I know I think so. I really so. do like her a lot, but um, I do so. Yeah, I do think it's. I think it's going to come down to Kelsey and Rebecca. So anyway, okay, predictions. <clears throat> oh my gosh, we've been recording for almost two hours. Yeah, Alan and Rebecca, mm-hmm. or Alan and Kelsey. I think next week Sarah with an H. And Sarah V have a talking to with Landon. I think Don't you separately. Mean Ryan? Ryan, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, because Landon think... also has two women with the same first name, so it can get really <laughs> right. And they're both Sarahs. No, um, Ashley's. <clears throat> oh right, Ashley's. <laughs> I told y'all I'm bad with names, faces. I think if Ryan does not end up alone, he will end up with. Sarah with an H. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to make it. Oh, yeah. I don't think they last. I agree. Because she's smart. And I saw the way she was looking at him. And I saw the way she was looking at Haley. He can take her to all the fancy dinners he wants. But. Sorry. Um, Hunter. Yeah, I hope. My prediction slash hope dream is that he goes after Megan. Landon, buddy, you gotta send someone home, sweetheart. I can't do this much longer with you, and neither can Jennifer Nettles. And also, this is the last group date. This is the last group fly somewhere date. So, either you let your boys get you in line, maybe don't listen to what Ryan has to say, but let the other two kind of kick your ass a little bit, talk some sense into you, so you feel strong and empowered enough to send someone home and know that the world is not going to crumble down around your shoulders. Um, and I think I, I Landon and I, I'm still team Landon and Ashley. Ashley are. Ashley are. Yeah. I was on them too, but now that we've seen Ashley L, I just, I like them both, but yeah, yeah I mean, he, she just, I do think maybe in some ways Ashley L is who Landon needs, but I don't know if that's who he wants. Yeah, I think he needs someone who will call him out on stuff like that, like gently and so articulately like she did. But I, I don't know if he is feeling drawn towards that. Yeah. So it might be Ashley R. Thank you everybody for coming along on this roller coaster emotional episode. I'm looking at our counter and we've been recording for one hour and 57 minutes and I'm hoping that 
you're looking at your counter and realizing that you haven't listened to us for this long because <laughs> there's a big section in the middle um, that I was just unhinged. Um, yeah, I'll have to cut some. Thank you. So see how well I do with that. But for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week for the next to the last episode. Who knows? Um, Landon just might keep keeping his women, so we might be here for eight more weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we'll see you all next week, yes. same time, same place, wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Happily Ever Pasture Pod and follow us on Twitter at Pasture Pod. Let us know what you think. Bye. Bye. Bye.